Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. I do want to talk first about AIB and the decision yesterday that 70 of their branches are going to go cashless. And I want to hear about the implications of this for you. If you're in a rural area, if you're a small business owner, how are you affected? Or maybe it's not going to be that big of an implication at all. Maybe things have already gone cashless. No problem. Lunchtime live at Newstalk.com is the email address as always. Brenda is on the line in Tipperary. Well, Brenda, how are you affected by this? Well, I suppose it's not just myself, Andrea. I'm just looking at other elderly people around me. And if you look at people over, say, 65, 80 to 80 years of age, right? They're, they're still quite common consumers out in the community, but they rely on cash. Cash is what they always knew. As you get older, once you go over 65, hearing isn't as good, maybe eyesight isn't as good, mobility isn't as good. Cash is extremely convenient for those people and they spend most of their money in the community. Now, in our local town here, the local banks have disappeared, right? They've moved off to the bigger centres. Even that has had a major implication. There is an ATM in either of the supermarkets, but sometimes they go down. And you can see the total panic with the older people because they've come in to do their shopping and now they can no longer manage because they haven't access to the card machine. I think this system, it's like bringing in a new language. Had the banks turned around a few years ago and said, you can't come in and do business unless you speak in German, well, there would have been no problem. We just said, no, they can't do that. They don't speak German. Even if you give them an interpreter, it's not right. But there's no help with this digitalization that's going on. Do you feel a lot so of people... I'm wound are, up about it. Yeah. Like, you you know, with, for you, Brenda, it's, you know, th- there is an impact. And like, I know myself from... Of yeah, yeah, from talking to family and friends. Like, you know, sometimes it's nearly just like uh, nearly afraid sometimes to use the online digital services. There, you know, oh, just yes, the confidence to use You don't, you don't trust it. them, you see. And also, Andrea, I, I mean, the reason I'm on, I've never come on the radio before. Have you not? I wouldn't come Brandon. on just for myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But this is a society thing. And even I was arguing the point with a younger person who's 35 and she said, oh no, I use my car the whole time. Tap this, tap that. What's going to happen when the bank starts charging for each tap? No, we need to think this too. If you take £100 out of your bank, you have that £100 to spend. But when you will have 100 on your card in the future, but they take a fee at every shop, you won't have That's £100. Pounds or number, €100, yeah. Euro, sorry. Yeah. Um, I know, no, I, I, I know, and I take, I take, I take your point, um, Brendan. When you, when you heard the news yesterday, you know, when you heard the announcement, and it's, it's seventy different branches, and, and yes. from yeah. what we're hearing, mainly a lot of them kind of seem to be yeah. in in rural areas. Like, I mean, yes. where, where does that yeah. leave you if you want to go now and take money out to oh, do the shopping? Well, we, like, have we you... had a bank here in our town, but now we have to um, drive to another town, which is about fifteen miles away. Fifteen miles. And that's, that's okay now because I'm fit and active. But I'm just thinking of I have a neighbour up the road who's 85 who wouldn't drive at all. Um, they get a lift into town here but from another neighbour they know. But they don't have access to the bigger town now. So that it means them maybe having to get a taxi if they can get one. But it's all expense out of their old age pension. Yeah. 
So if you if you yeah. do, if you don't have a car and you're in a rural area and you were already relying on somebody oh, to bring yeah. you to the shop yeah. locally, yeah. now you've yeah. another trip to rely on somebody and, to and bring you other, to. The other thing, Andrea, and I'm sorry to cut across you there, but I also feel very strongly about it. You're, you're forcing older people then to come on that they have to give their details. You know, you'll even hear them say it in the bank. Oh, can you not get somebody else to do it for you? Mm. No, you know, that's not actually secure. Like, I, I know fair. people in COVID that had to give their number to their carer of, of a card so that they could access money. And I don't think it's fair to the carer either. Because if ever anything goes wrong, that poor person is under suspicion. You don't have to do any of that nonsense with cash. But it's not everybody either, Brenda, you know, that has maybe a family no. member close no, by no, or somebody. They haven't. People yeah. have all emigrated now, half them, their families are in Australia and America and everything. And, and then the other thing I wound up about is, if you look back at the HSE and all the trouble, you know, that the hackers caused. Yeah when they hacked into the system. Who's to say in the future when our entire country is cashless that somebody can't hack in and hold the whole country to ransom for a week? Everything will have to shut down. Brenda, stay with us if you don't mind, because I do appreciate you you getting in touch and and chatting to to us today about this on the show. Um, I just want to bring in Tara Buckley as well. Tara is from Orgy Data. It's an organisation that represents the the country's community based, the grocery shops and and retailers. Well, Tara, what's your reaction to this? Well, I completely agree with Brenda. And, you know, it's sort of ironic that AIB has a very uh, expensive advertising campaign talking about backing Braves. And the only backing it's doing is backing out of Irish communities, um, hollowing out our, our town centres, our villages, removing an essential service that, you know, and they're going to expect the local shop to step up to the mark and provide the cash services. And they're charging us. You know, Brenda's talking about you're, you're charged when you, you will be in the future charged when you tap your phone. Well, you're also the, the retailer is paying a fee to take your money. And then when the retailer wants to bring their money to the bank, they're paying more fees. So over the last number of years, the cost of doing banking in this country has increased mm. substantially and the services they provide have absolutely decreased. You see, Tara, it's funny because I mentioned this earlier today, like I, I family involved in, in hospitality. And when, when you say to people that businesses actually have to buy change in the bank, a lot of people aren't aware of that. Like, like the, 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 the having the 50 cent and the 20 cent and the till in, in cash actually costs the business owner a fee to have the luxury of that sitting there. And even, you know, when Brenda talked about the ATM in the store, so a lot of retailers would be putting the cash that they're coming over the counter into the ATM. But if you're the only ATM in town or the banks are all gone mm. and the, the bank's ATMs are gone, it's very hard for you to keep that filled. And then the banks will want to charge you to come and bring extra cash for it. And the other thing that's happening is they've, they've talked about, you know, that the service will be provided in post office. Yes, they're going to play a know, bigger role. That's what they say, isn't it? But, but they, when people want to get cash, a lot of time people going out, say, for a night out, prefer, because they're all looking after their budgets now, they prefer to take a certain amount of money out and say, this is what I'm going to spend tonight. And then they go looking for that and the post office is closed. So where are they going to find that cash? You know, so... This is, you know, it's not a a replacement service, what they've done. They've removed a very valuable service for a lot and all those small businesses who are coming in and lodging their cash in in those banks will have to now travel. Um, You know, and that's a security Mm. risk, you know, having to travel. We've we've members now who have to do a 60 kilometre round trip 
right. to, to lodge cash. You know, so effectively they're pushing the, the businesses to take on cash management services, which is another cost yeah. on those businesses. I know, and it is. It's you a know? security risk as well, Tara, for sure, absolutely. And and Brenda, like that's, an, you know, I suppose another point, like when you talk about people you know who maybe rely on getting a lift to the likes of an ATM to withdraw cash to then get another lift, you know, to do the shopping. Like the, and, pe- and they're going into a strange town and there uh, where they don't know how to protect themselves. Do you know what I mean? But I'm they sure, don't I, know the safe areas or the unsafe areas, all that kind of thing, yeah. which is very relevant when you're 80. And I'm sure people don't want as well, Brenda, they don't want of a, you know, 100 quid or cash laying around the house. You know, they don't want of cash no, laying around the no, house. No, yeah. I mean, the guards would all tell you that, 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 you know, you shouldn't be doing that. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know what they talk about, this visual deterrent of overspending. You know, if you have 50 euro in your pocket, you have 50 euro, that's it. But you lose that with the, with the card. You know, people are, they're not as aware of how much they're spending on okay. a card. Um, and that, yeah, let, let me just bring in another listener too, Brenda. Uh, Mortimer is on the line in uh, in Kerry. Um, well, what's your reaction, Mortimer? How, how are you affected? Uh, well, personally, I'm not really affected, I suppose, because I live near a big town. But uh, I would be aware from, you know, my my occupation, my profession, whatever, moving around. So Kerry, for example, uh, in the sporting sense, being a sports supporter, um, I often come into uh, towns and villages and um, there's nowhere to, uh, you know, get cash. Um, and um, if you don't have a card with you, um, <laughs> you might be back there for a few days until somebody sends you money to, to get some petrol. But, Really, it's really rural Ireland I'm worried about. It's, it's I suppose, to to kind of uh, uh, mix, use a, mis, a mixed expression or quotation from Shakespeare. Um, you know, rural Ireland is dead and gone and now it's with all area in the grave. There is no doubt about it. I mean, water, for example, I don't know, are you aware of the geography of, of, of Kerry? But Waterville um, is now reduced um, and Castlevine will have one bank, the Bank of Ireland, but uh, EIB to propose this. The people back there are about 50 and 60, maybe if you're down in Valencia, away from where they could actually lodge cash in a bank, an EIB bank, and that would be Killarney. So right. if you can imagine the distance between Valencia and Waterville. And in Waterville, just as I think just Tara was saying, it's punishing rural people. Um, they will have to pay higher fees um, to access cash through the third party, we call them ATMs in the shops. And not all, you know, not all services in South Kerry, for example, like taxis, the rural bus or whatever, they can't offer card payments and um, they require cash. If you go into a shop, and now, as, as one of the ladies were saying, if you go into an ordinary store and they have an ATM machine, there's a limit to the amount of cash. And generally, older people, when they go to get some cash, they want to take out three 400 or 500 for whatever they want to go and buy and maybe, uh, you know, uh, furniture for the house or whatever. Mm. And when uh, they go into that, there's a limit of maybe 120. I'm not too sure, 200. It's not a lot of money. Plus, um, the proprietor of that establishment will have to put the cash in themselves. It's not the bank that puts it in. And there's a whole security aspect to it as well. If you see an old man going into Mm -hmm. a shop, somebody uh, without. So I'm very worried about the security aspect of it. I'm very worried about, and even among, we say, a publican and uh, we say who needs cash, 
coins and different stuff. Uh, and 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 then um, somebody with a guest house or whatever, one is receiving cash, the other needs cash, and um, they're going to have to swap around because the okay. two of them are not going to go to the bank for the well, extra charges. Well, just when you mention publican, actually, um, Dermot Doherty, uh, Dermot's the, from the bank bar in Bundorn in Donegal. Um, how are you affected, Dermot? Hi, Andrea. Uh, I'll just give you a wee time frame. Uh, Andrea might be interested. In 2013, I could get to the bank in 30 seconds. As you know, I'm, our business is next door to the mm. bank. And then the bank was closed next to me and the bank has closed since the, across the road. The two banks are gone out of Bundoran. Now it's about a 25-30 minute trip in the Ballyshannon. Um, so I have to do that twice a week. But from when this happens, it's going to be a two-hour round trip for me to go to Donegal Town, get parked, queue up in the bank and get back again. Now, that's twice a week that has to happen. And I'm afraid with such a long distance to travel, I'm going to have to bring a second person with me. And this is repeated for all the businesses of Mandora and Ballyshannon and the outlying areas and all over the country. So from a 30-second journey to the bank, it's now going to be a, a two-hour journey. Mm. And that's uh, twice a week, taking a lot of time out of your, out of your day. Um, so it's and for small businesses that maybe don't employ many people, are the sh- are the shops or whatever going to have to close while the the owner goes to the bank twice a week or once a week or whatever it is? It's a complete and absolute disaster. You know, we're, we're like the door is not a massive town, but I mean we could have, as you well know, ten to fifteen thousand visitors yeah. on a busy weekend, and that generates a lot of money. And there's a lot bigger businesses than me. Are facing a serious issue with security, uh, with the time frame involved. It's it's just an outrageous position to find yourself in. Like it was bad enough when we lost the two banks in Bando and we thought, well, that's it. You know, there's enough business to keep the two banks in Valley Shannon open and 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 flowing. But they've reduced the the counter staff in the banks as well. So you're all the time getting pushed to machines, machines, machines. So you know you can you, there's three or four machines there. But if you want to wait, get the counter staff to have a, a large amount. And the other thing is, is the the five thousand. Um, uh, you know, if you have want the lodge more than five, yeah, in the post and put in it with them post. Yeah, you have to have it pre-arranged with your bank. Like, I mean, when you're a busy business, you know, you, you, you know, you want to do, you want to lodge your money on a Monday, you want to lodge your money on a on a on a Friday, whatever you need to do. How long are you going to have to have it pre-arranged? Are you going to have to wait to get a, a, an email to say that's fine? You can go to the post office now, and the post office is to provide a great service. But the situation in Madone and. and Several occasions in the last couple of months, I went to the, go to the post office and there was a queue out the door um, because there's more and more services being yeah. provided. So they don't have the staff to deal. So I twice now I turned around because it was raining and I had the queue outside in the rain and I, I just left what I had to do for another time. You can't have that security risk to people, yeah. you know, hoarding large amounts of money. Um, you know, it's going to lead to increased crime and where as well in rural areas. Okay, the, just um, Tara Buckley on 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 Dermot's point there. Like, is there now just going to be huge pressure on retailers, businesses, whether it be the you know the pubs, the local shops, um, even like Dermot there to have these ATM machines? Like, is that ultimately what's going to happen? To come under pressure to have them? Well, you see, it it won't pay for a lot of these uh, places to have them, and like Dermot's absolutely right. You know, imagine having to stand in a queue with, you know, you know, tens of thousands in your in your bag waiting to get into a bank. Um, that is a very vulnerable position for anybody. Um, so that's a huge concern. And 
you know, that's something that we like we're we're writing to the banks um, today to say they need to come up with some type of compensation package for the businesses that are providing the cash services when once they've absconded from the towns and uh, and they need to look at the services for those small businesses in terms of the, the, what the mm. extra pressures they're putting on them and the extra security risk and concerns that they're putting okay. on them. Um, 1800 106 if you want to join us. Richard is in the line in Kildare. Well, Richard, how are you affected? Yeah, hello, Andrew. How are you? Uh, well, just as regards using cash for me personally, I, I find it makes things a lot easier to know just how much you actually have, you know, and how much you're spending and the overall view of your financial state, I suppose. Um I find it much easier than checking online and you tend to know how much you have in your pocket and I suppose you spend less, you know. Um, but I have to say, I do feel very sorry for, for so many people who, you know, they really feel that they're being forced online to do almost everything now, you know, and simple everyday services are being uh, taken away bit by bit, you know. Um, it seems to me, anyway, that... You know, most of these people have no voice and, and they really feel helpless. Um, apart from yourself and maybe one or two other shows, it seems that there's um, very few shows or broadcasters, you know, or even newspapers willing to discuss what's going on and have any empathy for the people in this situation, you know. Okay. Um, it's And, you know, it's not about that they're not capable of handling technology. I think for many, it's just that they don't, they don't want to be on the internet for their own personal no. reasons, you know, which of course should be their own choice. But now suddenly they have no. Down to it, I know. You know, the, the attitude is kind of like, well, we don't care if you don't want to be online. That's the way it is now. So stay quiet, you know. Um, There's a lot of people I can tell, Richard, today from the text. You know, just feel, like like as Brenda pointed out at the start of the program, a lot of people just feel, I think, quite isolated. Um, and I, you know, when. I know, like, there's a lot of people have moved online and, and all of that, and, and, and AIB said there's going to be the additional on post services, but there's definitely a big impact of this, I can tell from the, the text today. I think we've got Gary as well, actually. Gary, you, you're you in Cork. Um, why did you get in touch with this? Uh, thanks, Angela. Um, I'm actually work in a credit union here in, in Cork, in Douglas and Cork, Douglas Credit Union. Okay. And I just thought it was interesting because in, in our area here as well, like, we've obviously, AIB had two branches, and we only one. Um, also, bank are closing there, uh, which will be closed by the end of the year. And it's just, I suppose, it's very important. It's concerning, even from personal point of view, not from even from a professional point of view. But people to have a place to go where they can go and talk to them that, that they trust and they know them. And, and, a, mm-hmm. and a, from a physical point of view, and go into go into branches. We have three branches here, and people will be surprised how many people um, come in and want to take cash out, as opposed to using their card all the time. Um, and it's not just I thought people have a this misconception that it's it's, it's the, an older demographic that are doing that but we have members from 18 up who are coming in looking for cash every day and our offices are very busy uh, on a daily basis and it's just I suppose it's, it's having that peace of mind um, knowing that you can come in and talk to someone about mm-hmm. your finances as well and not necessarily ringing up and talking to a, a, a computer as such I know and you'd be lucky to even get someone Gary, I suppose, you're I suppose, the phone, yeah, isn't it? It is, it is. It's tough, and like yeah. we remember, like, like, I suppose, like, like the banks' credit unions had to move forward from a digital point of view, and we are doing all those, and we are making making all those changes. Mm. People can do their banking online; they can apply for loans online, and everything else. But I think it's still important to have 
that physical presence yeah, more people, you know. You know, Mortimer made the point earlier about uh, the, the impact on just rural Ireland and there's a text in from a listener who says, I can't agree more with him. It goes way beyond the elderly. I live in a town, but I need to have cash out of my account. I need, want to be able to do it to divide for bills. It's easier to see about your spending and financial state with all the scams and people trying to breach your online account details. Really deters me from ever wanting to use online banking facilities. I'm not elderly. I'm 27 and I'm well able to handle technology, but I just don't want to. And if I want cash, I should be able to um, should be able to access it, says this texter. There is a, a text in here from Owen. And Brenda, I'm interested in your thoughts on, on Owen's um, view in all of this today. He says, I've no sympathy here for these people who want to use cash. They need to move with the times. They were quick enough to embrace technology when it suits them. Mobile phones and electricity, for example. Like, what would oh, you yeah, say I, to Owen, Brenda? Yeah, I'm not anti-technology at all. I'm speaking to you on a mobile phone but I'm using the phone for, as a means of communication. But I do not want to put all my personal details online. Yeah. And then in a few years' time, when I'm not as sharp as I might be now, uh, I leave myself wide open. And the other point I think about is, I don't know of anybody um, in my small circle of friends that was ever mugged walking out of a bank. But I know an awful lot of people that have been scammed already online. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, it's a spot on point, um, Brenda, and I know a lot of people are certainly very worried about that. We've had a huge reaction to this uh, from listeners today, just talking about the impact, the impact of it all. There is a statement in two from AIB, um, and we should bring that to you as well. They say on the digital advice, open evenings to support customers wishing to familiarise themselves with the online mobile banking. Uh, AIB is going to host, you'll be delighted to know, a series of digital advice, open evenings in communities across Ireland. Customer usage and demand for digital banking and services. Um, It's accelerated. 73% of AIB's personal customers digitally active by comparison with 57% of the EU average. AIB customers logging in more frequently to the banking app. Daily average usage is up 15% year on year. So there you go. More and more people using the banking services there. You can head off to their uh, information, digital advice, open evening too, if you fancy that. 1800 453 106 if you want to join us here on Lunchtime Live today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.